lot of people learned to spell quarantine really fast, didn't they? Yeah. Or maybe not all that fast. Because <laughs> it was. There's an E at the wrong. end of quarantine. Yes. That's it. Oh, th- that's how they were spelling it wrong. I saw. I saw it was either too many A's or too little A's. No, that's how many A's. Oh, okay. Well, we're gonna. Welcome to Co-Videos. We're going to play a fun game. Spell quarantine. Oh, me? Yes. Oh, God. Great. Um, It's Q-U-A-R-A-N-T-I-N-E. Yes. Right. So two is the right amount of A's. Yes, but yeah. I swear I, it wasn't the E that was missing when I saw no, the No, no, they – okay, sorry. You finished. Sorry. I, I, I was talking about like like uh, some of the, the hashtags I saw going around for quarantine spelled wrong, and it wasn't the E was missing. It was – it was there was more A's in there. I, okay, first of all, this is fascinating because I don't know where you put an A. Uh, second of all, the, you can't take out the only E – it, then it's quarantine. Yeah, I, I, I know. People switch it. No, the the most popular one I've seen is Q-U-A-R-E-N-T-I-N-E. Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking of. They added an E? <laughs> God, just that. <laughs> I'm surprised that I'm not uh, really skinny because you take me on some long walks. Sorry. To get exactly where we were. Yeah, okay, whatever. In the beginning. Well, okay. Um, All right. Uh, just what's the what, what's the sound of a knife fight? Would that come through in the mics? Sure. <laughs> just like clang, clang, clang. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, that's where we're at. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, um, it's knife fight time. Whoa! This they the virus made them choke each other to death. Oh, yeah. it's sad. Sad end. Yeah. Hate to see that. Yeah. Choking or, or cutting? I don't know. No, I'm just imagining they come in and find, you know, us with two, our hands around each other's throats. With, like, and they're like, whoa. We, we, we Zardoz. Hey, c- careful. <laughs> don't, don't, don't give it away. We got a lot of more walking to do tonight. Yeah, yeah, I know. As far as that goes. Yeah. No, they just come in and they're like, whoa, is this, did the virus mutate and cause rage? It's like, oh, I, no. Podcasters. I can see the mics. <laughs> <sighs> um... Our podcaster is just naturally angry. This one is. Whoa. <laughs> but he's mostly angry because his technology keeps failing. Yeah. What do I got to do? I don't know. Who, 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 what robot do I got to blow around here to get some Whoa. technology that works? Yeah, I know. I, uh, I don't have a good answer for it. I got a fat new computer arriving tomorrow. Yes. Thanks to Amazon. And we'll see. Okay. You know what? I got funny stories, right? Sure. That wasn't quick enough. Here's a funny story. Uh, I ordered a computer off of Amazon. Yeah. There are a couple notes about this computer. It is not a brand new computer because, let's face it, I can't afford a brand new computer. But I have to replace the one um, that we do a lot of the work of the show on Mm -hmm. and that just died. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be replaced fast. So I found a computer that is... This computer that just died is eight years old, so it's not really like right. it's like an old cat. It's like it was going to go anyway, I guess. Um, I just hadn't thought about replacing it. This story is not funny at all so far. And so <laughs> I got this new computer. This computer is probably four, maybe four years old. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's also not state of the uh, state of the art, top of the line, brand new. Right. But it's like a refurbished computer, mm-hmm. and that means it's either something that was sent back for a minor fault, or like you know somebody just didn't want a blue instead of red, and they send it back. You know, and so they sometimes they have to like recondition them and put new parts in them. Sometimes they just right. check it and go, oh, this is fine, and then you just resell it. It's like open box. Yeah. So you get a little money off there. But the deal was is that it's – sure, it's a four, four or so years old, but they've jacked it up. So it's got a SSD drive, which is the fast you know, hard drive. It's got a good processor in it. It's got maxed out RAM. It's like ready to go. You know, It's mm-hmm. built for speed. Mm-hmm. It's like a slightly older sports car. What? It's like a slightly older sports car. No, it's like – okay, sure. It's like a slightly older car that's tuned up that, yeah, that has yeah, gone yeah, through yeah. the hands of a mechanic. Yeah. So that's like coming. That's on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, gonna get working on that. Mm-hmm. And once I've got it booted up and ready to go, yeah. I'm gonna Google where I was going with this story and see if I could find out. <laughs> you forgot where you were going. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, I, you you were like, I'm I got exhausted. stories, uh, yeah, and yeah, then I computer. Yeah, I and... set myself up. Oh, okay. It was something. I don't know. It's something that related to something, but... Okay. I don't know if I can help you. No, you can't. Uh, oh, okay. Because we're both All exhausted. Right. I'm sorry. Um, I uh, wish I could help you. <laughs> it's the, the, What's the scientific name for mommy brain? Because I think we're all probably suffering uh, from it a little bit, I think bit, it's right? called quarantine brain right now. Yeah. yeah. But that's it's just a, like... That's what I think. Fatigue, attention deficit related fatigue or something? Yeah, yeah. Or just like sleep deprivation, right? Yeah, yeah. That too. <sighs> All of those things are happening to us right now. I almost want to stop the show, rewind, and then listen to it. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I can know where the hell I was going with that stupid computer story. I I don't know where you were Anyway, I'll have a new computer story. Yes, yes. Um, And then I got to set it up. No, I'm I'm, I'm trying to do it right now, and I'm I'm not going to get it. Let's talk about our movies. All right, let's do it. Um, What should we start with? Well, we started, we watched two movies, like we do every week. Yes. And there's no rules, but the sort of uh, shot or setup of this is that, you know, you have a list. I do. uh, That you have been compiling for years of films that you wanted to see because you felt like you had missed them. Or they were completing your movie education, yeah. or you know, just wanted to watch a work of art, uh-huh. what have you. Right. And mine is just, um, I'm just like, oh, I want to watch that. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but uh, a lot of these films uh, are movies that I haven't seen before. Yes. One of those movies is 1991's Thelma and Luis, mm-hmm. which was my pick for this week. Yes. Directed by Ridley Scott. Starring Susan Sarandon mm-hmm. and Gina Davis. Yes, who were, uh, who were both top billed. Did you notice that? The well, they better names be. came up at the same time. Yeah. Oh, oh, they shared. They, they they shared top billing. Well, they are. Yeah. So their names, they're Thelma and Luis. Yes. And also uh, Harvey Keitel, uh, Michael Madsen, Brad Pitt, and Shooter McGavin himself, Christopher McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> and I suppose I should mention uh, Stephen Tobolowsky as well. As yes. Who should. has already been, no, wait, Groundhog Day is 92, right? So he hasn't been in Groundhog Day yet. Okay. Um, okay. He's not like a household name yet, but he's been around for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. When was Mississippi Burning? Ooh, uh, that's in the 90s, isn't it? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I think that is in the 90s. Yeah. Um, I've... No, 88. Oh, it's 88. Suck okay. it. So. 
So people know him as a, a fiery a KKK leader. So uh, wow. the point is, is that uh, this is a movie that everybody knows. Yes. And that's why I've never seen it. <laughs> that's why? Yes. Why Even as we that? sat down to see to watch it, and I thought, I gotta watch this movie, right? We just gotta get this out of the way. But I'd never watched it up to this point because I think about Thelma and Louise, and I think, I get it, I get it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Two women who feel, you know, that they've been well, they have been. I mean, they've been uh, uh, disabused uh, by men, mm-hmm. and they get in some trouble, yeah, uh, legally. And, you know, they're they're going to live out there. They're going to do it for themselves. That's right. Twain song starts. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and so I just was like, yeah, I get it. I don't think I really need to see that. I get it. Uh-huh. And then we watched it. Yes. And I'm I'm happy to report. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't love this. No, I know you didn't. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um. But when I, I I've said that before on this show, I mean like it's fine minus. It's a little okay, that noted. it's a little less fine than most things I call fine. Uh-huh. I just didn't get it. When you when when you say you didn't get it, I didn't. What do you, what do you mean? Get the point. Like it stars, uh, you know, Susan Sarandon, Gina Davis, two women. Uh, it's written by uh, a woman. woman named Kelly Corey. Who is a uh, won an Oscar for the, this film? Mm-hmm. Um, and she created the TV series Nashville, I think. Does that have any relation to the Robert Altman film, or is it just? Oh, you know what? That is a good question. I've never thought about that before because I would never watch Nashville. Oh, okay. I don't care. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think so. Okay, Nashville's like a a soap right it's like a soap starring hayden pantier and it's just about like the big egos of the music business in nashville oh okay i, don't I think, didn't even know what it was about all right um you know the altman film is also kind of about that but mm-hmm. no no they're not connected there's no way okay so anyway she's just I, I, it's not like she's i don't know it's not like she's um a household a name. feminist author or something like oh. that she's just a screenwriter right yeah, yeah fine yeah. so it's female screenwriter female stars male director ridley scott right and it doesn't, to me, it just feels like, you know, yes, it's held up as a feminist film. Yes. And I'm kind of like, why? <laughs> it's only nominally feminist in that it actually centers on two women. And the film has the audacity to say that maybe we don't treat women quite so well. Right, right. But, no, I hear what you're saying. Like, I I had seen this before. And when I first watched it, I really liked it. But... Watching it again this time, um, I find myself not liking it as much. And I think it's because I look at films more critically than I did when I first saw this. Mm. And, you know, I think you have have a point. I haven't finished my point. But... Well, no. But, okay, continue. Oh, thanks. Hey, <laughs> I think it's just nominal name check feminism along the lines of, you know, the Spice Girls shouting gal power or, or whatever. Oh, wow. So it doesn't really it, – it, it gets close. Like it almost – it gets into or brushes past or suggests some things. But if they're going to go on like this road movie, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we should have chances for them to 
the movie almost comments uh, social commentary on feminism, but it, it doesn't. It just it's like half they got done wrong. I mean, like brutally wrong. Like it's yeah. really like scary. And then it's half like, you know, they're not perfect hero- uh, heroines or heroes. No. They don't have they have no idea what they're doing. No, um, but it's kind of fun. But they just kind of bounce around, and there's just no point, and it's ultimately a tragedy. Yes. But there, but you don't feel. I don't. I don't know. I just. I know there's this running thing with Susan Sarandon where, you know, she, something happened to her in Texas, and she gets mm-hmm. got, has to get this money, and she's got the Michael Madsen boyfriend. And when I see Michael Madsen, this is three years before. Is it three? It's a couple years before he cuts a cop's ear off. So when I see Michael Madsen, okay, I just think fair. he's bad news. And even yeah. though he flips a table in rage. This movie, I don't think we knew what toxic masculinity was, and this movie right. almost, almost effectively comments on that. But I don't think it has that punching bag to really go with. Mm-hmm. But we see flashes of that, so I'm thinking Michael Madsen. It's good that she got rid of him, but I think the movie th- is it's saying it's really tragic that she lets him go. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't get that it was tragic that she let him go. I kind of got that like. They had both but come she, to this conclusion. Like that, was, that their relationship's over? Yeah. He, he didn't feel that way. And well, it's, she only... But uh, I can't honestly, understand she why she felt that way other than I'm doing... I'm sacrificing myself because I won't even... I can't even tell you what the problem is because you will yeah. become an accessory even though it doesn't matter. Harvey Cattell's going to pick him up and quiz him anyway. So I, who yeah. cares? He is an accessory. He's yeah. an un, unwitting accessory, which yeah. might get him some leniency with the judge. But he flew across two states to give a felon, a murderer, money. Like he is an accessory. Yeah, I, I, I and hear so you. she's just shutting him out. And I, I, I don't, I didn't understand the the beats there. And Gina Davis's character, Thelma, or sorry, yeah, Thelma. Which, by the way, is this the swan song of the name Thelma? If you type Thelma into Google. This is the only thing that comes up. Nobody yeah. is named Thelma anymore. No. I don't know if it's because of this movie or not. If it was Luis and Thelma, kiss Luis goodbye. <laughs> yeah, you That's think so? That's not a name. Oh, okay. But as far as it being her, like, you know, a um, suppressed, you know, immature sort of housewife uh, becoming like a, a steely badass or whatever. I mean, yeah. that arc is definitely there, but <laughs> why? And it's a very erratic arc. Yeah. Yeah, it it is. Um, I mean, I'm not required. Keep thinking. I'm not requiring because there are plenty of movies like this about dudes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not requiring a higher standard of the uh, female uh, outlaw on the run movie than I would the the I, bandits. Here, that's a great example. Bandits is also kind of an outlaw on the run movie, and it's a mess. Like, it doesn't really make any sense why Bruce Willis is changes or, or whatever. And it just doesn't. And, and there's also Bandits is Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid and Thelma and Louise put together because Kate Blanchett is the Thelma character. She's the housewife who yearns for something more and then hooks up with these bandits and, uh, you know, woo, goes buck wild or whatever. Right, right, right. But it's also just a mess and it doesn't, none of the characters really track in their development. And I just don't. I think it's Ridley Scott's fault. Oh, you do. Yes, I think okay. Ridley Scott is. Well, I mean, he's in charge of it, so he is the thinking man's Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. He also came from commercials. He knows how to make something look gorgeous, like a lot of this movie does. Yeah. But I just don't think that he interacts with the script and the narrative. He's like Dennis Villeneuve. 
Dennis Villeneuve's movies always beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, there's yeah. very little story to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Generally, it's not always true, but and I just come away feeling like I don't feel like we explored the whole potential of the premise or the story that um, that we were looking at here. Yeah. Um... And so I, I feel that way about. <laughs> Thelma and Louise mm-hmm. and you know it wrapped up oh d- uh, you know spoilers for the end that everybody knows the end of Thelma and Louise but one of their original ideas was that the car would just land on the right. other side of the canyon and they just keep going mm-hmm. and when I heard that and hadn't seen the movie I was like okay it's a little more surreal than I think that we want to do in an, an American film but you watch this film and you go the whole film is leading up to that mm-hmm. that's probably a better ending it would make sense of the the whole movie leading up to this, which is just a tragedy without being a tragedy. You know, I don't I don't think that you need it to be yeah. really like melancholy and like obvious that these women have to die. But then there would be just I don't know, like Harvey Cattell is the cop who's like I don't know about these broads, and then in the end of the movie he's like, no, no, it's gotta save them. And right. like, is he? <laughs> who is it? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think that the ending that they did. Um, well, we, I mean, we're, we're pretty certain that they die. They, they, they're dead. They, yeah, they're I know. absolutely dead. I know. But they, they stopped. They had it to be before. killed. They had to be destroyed. They were women who dared to act up in a, you know, in a man's world. Right. Yeah. But I, but the movie, I just don't think the movie really, the way that they set up that this is a man's world is lame. There's no, the truck yeah. driver who's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like this cartoon character. Yeah. Shooter McGavin is just a total cartoon character. I actually kind of liked that he did. We didn't, we never saw him like smack her around. In fact, I think he's too much of a coward to smack her around. Not that, you know, beating a woman makes you brave. I'm just saying, no. but he was, you know, he's emotionally abusive. And so yeah. she's, you know, sort of repressed because of that. But, but he's such a, he's such a loony tune. Mm-hmm. It's hard to take him seriously. Mm-hmm. And so am I supposed to take this seriously or is this, a pastiche of a British man's view of the South and the America. It's like three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, which everybody initially went crazy for and quickly cooled on because it's just ridiculous. And it's like an Irish guy's like, this is, this is America. This is America. Don't catch you slipping up. (laughs) I don't know who that was offensive to, but, but the point is the consensus was, you don't know you're talking about, uh, What's his name? Martin McDonough. I was going to say Neil McDonough. He's like, what are you talking about? Neil McDonough is a very good looking American actor. (laughs) The Pillow Man. Martin McDonough. People are like, Uh shut shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Right, right, right. Stay out of our race politics. You know, you're some guy from Ireland. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't like that movie at all. So We're talking about Thelma movies. I know. Um, I I feel like they could have... Um, I feel like this movie could have flowed better. I feel like... Um, I thought it flowed great. You think so? Yeah, I think it flowed from one kind of questionable sort of set piece to the next. I thought it was paced great. But for a woman who is, you know, nearly brutally raped in a parking lot and then has yeah. a, a, her uh, would-be rapist blood all over her and then about mm, 18 to 24 hours later is like... <laughs> Let's go pick up Brad Pitt. Yeah, I know. And then it's weird. Uh, yeah, and, and and then you know another day later uh, becomes an expert bank robber, and the um, 
the the hotter uh, the the more criminal these ladies get, the hotter they get. Yeah, you, know? you made <laughs> that comment. And that they seems go from to be being they go from you know rhinestone blouse, you know, and uh, long ass uh, dress and yeah. pinned up hair to like give me that baseball cap and oh, I'll take that tie cowboy my hat. shirt up below yeah. my breasts and yeah. yeah, let's jump in this car and peel out. Yeah, give me those Twizzlers. <laughs> And I just uh, it doesn't. There are moments. There are fl- moments and flashes of like, oh boy, we're we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's tough to balance uh, the f- goofy moments and then also like, oof, but what are we doing? But well, but you can do it. It's possible to do, mm-hmm. and the script doesn't do it. I don't think that they really stop. The characters really stop and think, oh, what are we doing? I mean, there's a lot of Louise like, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out, you know. Yeah, what, there's that that line, you know, shut up for a minute. I'm thinking, which is just in a million things and is right. Not, you know, not a great line. Necessarily original. No, <laughs> um, but I, I don't think that. I mean, they're they're not criminal like experts, right? So they're not necessarily good at this. But like, right. But like the the, the scene where. Like the cop pulls him over and everything, and then like, um, Thelma pulls the gun on him, and and then like it just like keeps getting worse and it keeps getting worse. They escalate, but it's that scene is like kind of played for laughs. That's a, that's a good scene. That's it's a, fun a good scene. scene. Um, you know, and and they're both like, oh, I'm so sorry about this. Normally we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing this, but blah blah blah. You know, and then like Thelma's like, we're wanted in two states. <laughs> You know, we're, you know, if you get on your radio, you'll find out that we're wanted for this and we're wanted for that. And, and I think you said to, you know, me, like, why would you tell him that? But, I mean. Did you want to talk about the themes that I was trying to discuss before? Um, That it wasn't <laughs> or uh, you very just... pro-feminism. We, we can skip to the part where we. No, it's absolutely pro-feminism, but it's like a feminist t-shirt. It just doesn't. What What do you. Yeah, uh, honestly. What do you mean here? What are you trying yeah, to say? Yeah, I know. And and I think, um, you know, the moment where they, they, they've they had it and they they literally, like, blow the trucker's truck up. I mean, they're, you know, what are we, what are we doing here? Are we trying to escape to Mexico so we can supposedly get new lives somehow, even though I don't even know how that's possible at this point? Or are we going to make an example of this guy um and it doesn't seem like at that point they really care if they're going to get to mexico or not so no you don't want to talk about the themes no i didn't say that um yeah i just don't i I was not interested in the way that this film was trying to explore um those themes yeah well it starts off very rough and yeah it starts off with a woman you know, murdering a guy who yes. did not get a chance to be a rapist today uh, for something that happened to her. Yeah. Something that it would be great to understand her motivations and to really explore the depths of what has happened to her, mm. what society, if you want to say, has done to her that caused all this to happen. But instead, I got a great idea. These two hot bitches are going to blow up an oil tanker and a guy's going to go, do Right. And it's like a music video. Right. And that that's I just think that that's Ridley Scott. 
Now, I'm not saying it wasn't funny and it didn't look good. It, it did both of those things. But I just walked away thinking, like, that was uh, cotton candy and not, like, a steak. Do you, do you think that it should have gotten more into um, Louise's motivations and, like, her... Um, like, she should have talked about what happened to her more instead of just being animately, like... I'm well, you were satisfied when we watched the film. You're like, she was raped. And I was like, probably, yeah. But what what's the point in the film holding this over us? Do, do, do you know what I mean? If it's supposed to be a commentary on how you can be blowing up tanker trucks and feel like a badass and still unable to confront trauma, I'm you're meeting the movie more than halfway, you know? Yeah, but if they just yeah. have this, like, secret, this dark secret for her... And we never find out, and it's like the movie just doesn't really deal with it. Well, I did, did the movie know what it was? I I I feel like without saying what it was, that's what it was. Yeah, no, no, I, and I you yeah, I I agree with with your uh, your guesstimation on what it is, but I don't know. And I, and, and, the, and plus, like, so, so they're friends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is that what was what what was the except for like. We are women together. We are strong. Hear us roar. Yes. What was the effect of their friendship? Do you know what I mean? Or like, what was what how? Was how did being bond? friends and the, having a bond help them? Yeah, that's a really good question. Do you know what I mean? At I the don't end, because really they lived that. a little. You know, Thelma and Louise both got to act out and live a little. Yes. And at the end, they say that they're happy that this happened. They wouldn't change anything or whatever. Room, room into the canyon. But like, right? I just didn't like. It didn't. I don't think it really explored the depth of their relationship. They have ups and downs, and Thelma kind of f's up and loses all Luis's money. But yeah. she doesn't like, really hold it against her. But we never really get any like fine detail on how anybody feels about it or what, or how, how that leads to something else. I mean, it makes them more desperate, obviously, but it doesn't really change their relationship at all. And there's no even yeah. in like a like. I haven't Dumb and Dumber. I haven't seen Dumb and Dumber, but is there a I scene in Dumb and Dumber where they the two dumb guys get mad at each other, but eventually they are friends again? Probably. <laughs> well, then um, Dumb and Dumber has a more complicated relationship between its leads than Thelma and Louise does. Well, and I just thinking about it, not that we need to have like th- this huge thing or anything, but we don't really know much about their bond, just that they're best friends. I literally just said that. Uh, well, okay. Well, I just mean we don't know anything about their their past. So you agree with me? I do agree with you. Great. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Great. <laughs> um. I mean, it's a movie that doesn't talk down to you because we know that Shooter McGavin is cheating, but we never have a scene or see any right. evidence of that. Right. And I like that's I like stuff like that. But it's also a movie that I feel like will take the time to explain to you in great length some things that you just don't it doesn't feel like the rest of the movie doesn't feel like a movie smart enough to not talk down to you yeah yeah i i hear you um and some great helicopter scenes though (laughs) um like you said it it is beautiful um but yeah i don't know a great place to die yeah jeez that poor car um and I just, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I wish it was more empowering than it, than it actually is. You know, like. You don't find it empowering. Uh. Two minutes. Not particularly. No. Um. I mean, 
like, I guess Louise hates her job, but we don't really, I mean, she never really gets into that. It's and... shorthand. She's a waitress. It's, I know. You know, so a kid puts ice cream in her pocket. Like, we, we, we know in movies, if a character's a waitress, they hate their job. Right, right, I guess. Um, I, I just feel like everything is shorthand in this. Um, you don't think so? No. Oh. Well, I guess I don't know what you mean by that. I just... I said something with shorthand, and you're like, everything's shorthand. No. I, I I just you should have said you should have said you wish. <laughs> Why? That's my that's my I told you about that's my new thing. Yeah, saying you wish. Yeah, just whatever it is. Oh, okay. You wish. I see. All right. Uh, do you know how fast you were going? <laughs> you wish. <laughs> That'll get in trouble real fast, right? Yeah. Or um, uh, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? <laughs> you wish. Wow, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, thanks for pointing out. I'm, I'm picking situations. I know. I know you are. Dearly beloved, we're gathered here together. <laughs> you wish. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> okay. All right. So anyway, thumbs to the side for me. Let's talk about your pick. What'd you pick? I, I picked uh, Planet of the Apes, the original 1968 film with Charlton Heston. Yes. 1968. Yes. Uh, based on a novel. It is. Yes. Okay. 1963 uh, novel. Okay. Um, is the novel by Rod Sterling or is he just like... No. He's, he's a producer. First of all, it's Rod Sterling. Oh, I said his name wrong. Get, get my na- picture, picture, if you will. Sterling? Me punching you in the face for getting my name wrong. Sterling? Sterling. Okay. Wow. Okay. As soon as I step this butt out. Okay. All right. There. All right. All right. And he never will, because he was just a chain smoker. <laughs> yeah, uh, Michael Wilson and Rod Serling worked on the screenplay. Okay. And it was directed by Franklin Schaffner. Okay. Who uh, I got no is the Oscar-winning director of Patton, which is on your list. It is on my list. And uh, Papillon and uh, Boys from Brazil. A lot of World War II-related movies. Wow. But not okay. this one. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, this one, uh, this one's science fiction and in the future. Um, Way far in the future. Yeah. Uh, 700 so, years in the future. So as per my list, I'd never seen this before. I had a pretty good idea of what it was about. Yeah, this is a huge franchise, isn't it? Yeah. All from this it little really movie from 1968. Yeah. Do you know how many? I mean, there's the new ones, too. So there I are, don't... Let me just make a number that's probably wrong and yell at me all you want. Uh, <laughs> I think there are five films. Okay. Original films? Okay. Four or five. There's a animated series. There's a TV wow. series that ran maybe a season or two. I'm not, I don't think it went really long. Okay. Then there are, uh, of course, the there's the Tim Burton movie. And then there's, I don't know, like four Andy Circus ones? Uh-huh. Yeah. So this is, you know, we got we squeezed a lot out of this. Yeah, we sure did. <laughs> you blew it up. Yeah. Um. So, I, I mean, I, I knew pretty much... I think well, I knew a lot about this movie, and of course, I saw the the oh, Simpsons. Did you? I saw the Simpsons spoof on it. You know, did which you? was pretty great. <laughs> can talk, uh, you can talk. I can talk. I can say. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, and yeah, so um, I enjoyed this. Um, I I think I like that it's a sci-fi film that's kind of understated as it starts like yeah weird huh yeah 
Yeah. Don't you want to just wring George Lucas's scrawny neck sometimes? Yeah, kind of And then do. you remember he's not <laughs> a little scrawny neck anymore. Right. Don't you want to put one of your arms around <laughs> George Lucas's neck and just wring it? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. kind of do. Well, that, um, this is what sci-fi used to be before. Yeah, yeah. Laser swords. Yes, exactly. Um, so they're in a spaceship and they're on some explorative mission. Explorative! <laughs> Write it down. Okay, I made it up. Um, uh, exploring mission and wherever they are in space, time has gone by at a different rate than on Earth. You want to want me to explain? Oh, sure. It's it, it's the relativity. Okay. And it's w- the closer you um, approach the speed of light when you're traveling. Right. Time for you slows down. This is what the twin paradox is. So if you have two twins. Yes. Women. Whoa. Thought it was going to be two men, but guess what? Two women. Because I saw Thelma and Louise, and I've been radicalized. I'm a feminist now. You were a feminist before. And they're, they're, they're tw- twin sisters. And one gets on a spaceship and flies uh, near the speed of light. Because you can't go the speed of light. Right. Uh, to a planet X amount of, let's say, five light years away. Mm-hmm. Comes back. She's younger than the other twins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, no. You. <sighs> Sorry. The amount of time that the sister on Earth will have experience will be five years out, five years back, mm. ten years. Okay. Plus, however much slower they were, you know, ten ten years and change. Mm-hmm. But the girl who took the flight will will have will be younger because she did not experience. All those years, it did not take her right. all that time. Right. Okay. Or, that's, some, or something like that. Okay. That's what I... Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they're going somewhere, and we don't... They never really give us a lot of detail on what their mission really is. No. Um, but wherever they're going, it's really important. It's important enough to send them on this journey that there's a you know five, 700 years of time dilation mm-hmm. between where they're going or whatever and what's happening on Earth. So they've got... You know, 1972 is the... Uh, the old clock on the ship, you know, their, yeah. their ship time and their, um, you know, the, the relative time or whatever is the year like 2673 on earth. Mm-hmm. And as it opens, like Charlton Heston's like, ah, things are probably all different now. And everything we know is gone. I wonder, do you still kill your fellow man? Right. <laughs> so it's okay. So this guy's a misanthrope. It's uh-huh. a good thing he's on this mission. Right. And it's two other guys and a woman, which don't get excited that a woman's on this mission because we find out near, well, about the middle, halfway through the film that uh, she's just the, the, the breeder, basically. I, I, I guess they're going to start that. a colony wherever, wherever they're going. It was so unclear to me. It's a little vague. They, but they, they, I was so excited. There was a female scientist and then he calls her their Eve. And it, and a then, and, and then I just hate it. You know, I'm just like, well, <sighs> yeah, but she dies. Spoiler. Pity Linda Harrel- Harrison instead. Y- yeah, I know. Right? Um, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. She boop. dies. Get her out of there. Yeah. Uh, before they, their ship lands on this. They crash on a strange planet. planet. Yeah. Yes. And the strange planet looks a lot like the Grand Canyon. Kind of like. Give it, we got a two yeah. hour movie to get through. I know. <laughs> And uh, uh, yeah. so the other, so all the other three astronauts survive, and they start exploring. 
and uh, they find some. They find out that Charlton Heston's character is a dick. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like a real, a real asshole. He, he's a jerk. Yeah, he's like laughing at them and like all oh, your family and everybody you cared about is dead. It's like, and you he's guys like, have this conversation. He's doing before? that. He's doing that thing too that like pricks do, where he's trying to like analyze them, and he's like. So I've got you figured out. You know, you are, you're the golden boy, you know, but what about him? Oh, he would jump in a volcano if it meant he could learn something nobody else knows. Right. But me, well, I defy any kind of analysis. Right. <laughs> like, I, know. Well, I know. I think you're a prick. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I think it's fascinating. Oh, yeah. So they find primitive humans and there's civilized apes that are trying to get them. Yeah. Hilarity ensues. And yes. Yeah. It's a great. This I I. I'd never seen this movie. Oh, you haven't? I've never seen it. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Just never did. Now, the funny thing is, I've seen Escape from the Planet of the Apes. I feel like that was on TV nonstop when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, and I've seen the Tim Burton movie. Okay. <laughs> so I don't want to be treated any differently. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just a franchise I never really got into. And now I regret it because this movie's awesome. <laughs> I love this movie. This movie's great. It is great. And it's, you know, and it's, you know, it's 1968, so we're going to give it, it's not 1991, when we should know better. Right, But right. we'll give it some, we'll give it a little uh, yeah. extra, extra play. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's a he's a misanthrope who yes. crash lands on a planet. Yes. And he, you know, learns, you know, that like, no, a man deserves a chance, you yes. know, and he becomes like the biggest defender of man. And yes. then at the end, he's like, oh, Screw you! You blew it up! (laughs) I know. There should be another scene where he just rides back to the monkey and he's like, do whatever. (laughs) Do whatever you want with me. No. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they, like, they shoot him in the throat so he can't talk for a while. And I guess the primitive man can't talk for some reason that's a great that's 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 a great thing development it is it is uh and then like there there's this one scientist zira who uh ape scientist who is like i think he can talk like he's trying to communicate with me yeah (laughs) (laughs) i love you dr zeus and like and nobody wants to listen to her, you know, and like she wants to study him and then she can find out she finds out that he can write and, you know, and then we're off to the races and, and like her and her fiance and are kind of curious yeah, about it. And Ryan McDowell as Cornelius. Yes. Yeah. She's great uh, because she's, you know, she's a scientist and she's an anti fundamentalist. And yes. this movie is about fundamentalism, mm-hmm. be it scientific or religious. Or, or the on combination. This planet, there is no conflict between science and faith. It's like, whoa, you should yeah, check out our planet. I know. Uh, but of course, you know. Yeah, and, and Dr. Zayas. And that's, yeah. And, you know, the movie is completely a tragedy at the end. All the humans are dead except for, uh, well, there is a living death for Landon or whatever. But right. Except for uh, Taylor. Yes. Uh, his, he, his world is, is crushed when he learns that... Uh, you know, it's, it was Earth all along. It's Earth, yeah. And meanwhile, back with the apes, Zaius has all the evidence of the that, that civilization destroyed. Yeah. And just to continue letting the apes live in ignorance. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. It's a, it's sadder than Thelma and Louise. It, it is, yeah. And What about Nova? Where's she going to get hair products now? <laughs> she got those before? It was probably from fruit or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, it was fructus. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Herbal essences. Yes, exactly. From a guava or something right. like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, natural. Taking a shower. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, makeup is great. <laughs> the makeup's great. It's, it uh, is great. It's by Ben Nye. Is it really? It's, yeah, it's literally by Ben Nye. That's interesting. I don't. Okay, cool. Um, I think it's fantastic. It's kind of. I I don't want to laugh, but I kind of wanted to laugh oh, when laugh. they what, the apps the apes the apps the apes uh, kissed each other. Because their mouths are so far away from their yeah. actual actual mouths. Yeah. It looks, that's the one moment that's kind of like, well, that looks kind of funny. But um, I think it's so great, like, the, the rest of the time. I kind of wish that the new ones weren't, like, CGI. I kind of wish they were still, like, uh, the yeah, makeup. I guess it's know? really good CGI, though. Um, what, why <sighs> yeah. do they... Uh, except for it, it just has to. We have to have a movie. Mm-hmm. Why do they think it's not Earth? Do you know what I mean? Oh, I think from something from their. Maybe they couldn't get a, a reading right from right. Um, but the our, ship before it sank. Yeah, but they're supposed to be like heading home, right? Yes. So they were heading home. They crashed. The they first thing think I would think is they're... something went wrong. We crashed on Earth. On the landing. Yeah. For some reason, they think that they crashed on another planet. In, and he said somewhere by, by Orion? Yeah. Right. Or something like yeah. that? So, I don't know. I must so say, I don't has, know. I was uh, getting a drink or something like that do, when that Do you think maybe um, it's been like but a here's long the, time. Do you right. think the but, Earth has moved where it is in the solar system? <laughs> we left it here somewhere. <laughs> no. Okay. No, it's right. they they pop out in the year thirty seven eighty two or something like that, and mm-hmm. that astronomical. Oh, excuse me, thirty nine seventy eight. I'm sorry. Well, uh, I gotta say, at no. Least the answer is no because okay. that means nothing astro- astronomically. Okay. It would not. It, it would change so slightly that it doesn't matter. My thing is, and they they reference this early, yes. but it doesn't account for the. Weeks and months of the you know action of the film, but they say that there's there's some haze or something like that, and they can't see like the moon or if there's a moon because you'd think the oh, first the first time the sun goes down, you would recognize the moon. You know where you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But we just kind of gloss over that. Well, and there's 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 some something with the environment has changed because they do. Well, it was a nuclear war. Yeah. Right. They they but they 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 do experience lightning and thunder, but there's no rain accompanied with it. Probably rain at some point. Right? Yeah, I guess. But one thing I do think is interesting, and maybe this is because of the nuclear war, um, like they they test the soil when they first get there. So you would think if they do that, they find they would think it was whatever, and yeah, Earth. Yeah. They're like, oh, or they would at least think that's strange. It's very similar to Earth's a makeup. A lot of cesium. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't know. So what if they? What if th- uh, not Thelma? Although, <laughs> what if the woman I'm was put Thelma? In what if the woman was a scientist? Right? You have a yeah. You have a. It's not NASA. You have an ANSA. Right. You have to pay NASA if you want to use right, their right, stuff. Right. An ANSA team, and you know the flight jockey is a is a, is a jock, right? The sure. pilot. Right. You got like I don't know, maybe a geologist or something. Maybe she's the person who would be able to well, know. I think I think they were 
trying it's kind of dumb. It's just a bunch of humans and a bunch yeah. of people who are clearly chimpanzees, orangutans, and monkeys. They've just got gloves on their feet, uh, those little uh, runners' shoes. Yeah. Uh, and this is clearly Earth, but you have to just allow your disbelief to be suspended. I know. I think they were trying to say that Dodson was the scientist because apparently he'll jump in a volcano if he thinks it'll prove something, you know. It's and like... he gets uh, murked pretty fast. Yeah, he does. Music in the film, Jerry Goldsmith. Yep. Great job. Yep. Jerry Goldsmith is just everywhere. Jerry Goldsmith is. is the Hans Zimmer of his he era. Is. Yeah. And funnily enough, the music in Thelma and Louise is by Hans Zimmer. <laughs> of course. <laughs> if you, is it like the Highlander? Like if you kill Jerry Goldsmith, do you become yeah. Michael Giacchino or something like that? Yeah, we've yeah. only got room for like three composers at once. Right, right. Uh, a lot of ass in this G-rated movie. Yes. Yes. A lot of man ass. Yeah. Naked men walking It's not around. gay if you're an astronaut. <laughs> Um, yeah, they go like skinny dipping and then they like during his trial, they're like, rip his clothes off yep. of him. Let's see that crack again. <laughs> Enter this into evidence. I know. Um, and in that way, it's like a real Zardoz. I got a real Zardoz vibe from this. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's questioning the na- stupid feminism movie. We're questioning the nature of man and society know. over whoa, here. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to get shot in a parking lot by Susan Sarandon. Stop. Uh, and, it, you know, it's similar to, but for some reason, Zardoz just pushes over the edge into complete, you know, bathos. But this is, you know, it's a, it's Roddy McDowell in a chimpanzee costume, for Christ's sake. But somehow it all maintains its dignity still, you know? Right. Like somehow it's not Although when silly? you have the, the tribunal do the see no evil, hear no evil thing, it's like, okay. I, I know. That was like, <laughs> Really, guys? But that's the religious commentary, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we talk about Monkey Jailer? Please. Stole the show. Your your favorite guy. Stole the show. My favorite character. What was his name again? I think it started with like a J. Too. I don't know. Did he have a I think he had <laughs> Jailer? a name. Yeah. Oh, well. I, he's, to me, he's Monkey Jailer, and he okay. needs a spinoff. Yeah. Um... This guy, he can't catch a break. And we go back to this. This is like one of the major locations in the film is yeah. in the Monkey Jail. Yeah, yeah, We yeah. keep going back there. Yeah. And every time, it just escalates with Monkey Jailer. Like, at first, he's like, you know, I'm a Monkey Jailer, and I do my job, and I try to do it well. <laughs> and then later on, he's like, has to, you know, whack Charlton Heston in the, in the head, yep. and then he's like got to hose him down, and and every scene ends with some like injustice or you know some some slight, and then finally Monkey Jailer just gets you know knocked the f out. Yep. Otherwise, uh, he's enjoying a cigar, just just relaxing, taking his break. And I I love like after they tie him up, they left the cigar in his mouth, and I just thought that was a great little moment. Yes. This yeah. is look. Um, uh, sequ- this was I, enjoyable. I can't speak for sequels. But this gets it done. It's a sin to remake this. It it did it. It did it so well. It did. I can see yeah, sequels. It, you it always ends with a freaking it's Statue good. of Liberty. In it's the good. Sand. You're gonna yeah, right. Like it's good. Well, let's talk about that in a sec. Okay. It's good, and so you want you're gonna have sequels, and they're gonna dimension quality. That that's just right. the way the world is. Right. But why remake this? That's the first yeah, the, the out of original. his many sins. That's probably the first like unforgivable sin that Tim Tim Burton did. <laughs> As as I think concerned. you know why. Why else do people remake it? They think um, remake a film. They think they can do it better. You know. But who, how do you top this? I I know. I know. 
Um, Maybe people remember the crappy sequels and they're like, well, we got to bring the legitimacy I, back I to don't, this. I don't know. And I think the makeup in this is great. Like, it could have been really bad, but I think it's really cool. It's and I think it's well done. Very good for the time, yes. Yeah. Um, in, it's a madhouse. I mean, I think they get the point across. Like, what this story is and, like, what's at the heart of it, you know? And, the like, <laughs> shouldn't we be able to question things? Too, and he escapes, like, into the city and he's just running around. They, You know, there's some restraint. They, he didn't find, like, monkey Bloomingdale's or something like that, although that might have been <laughs> funny, but... Um, yeah, but he goes to the you know the museum of man, yeah, and that was that was cool. And then at one point he's uh, he he's hiding in the, I guess it's a church because they're having a yep. a funeral. Having a funeral, and it made yep. me think of <laughs> it made me think of Sunset Boulevard because you know the first time that uh, Joe meets uh, Norma Desmond, you know, mm-hmm. he's in her house. W- what do we see? She's having a funeral for her chimpanzee that has died, right? Oh my god! And so, <laughs> so wow. So okay. the cine- I can't remember the cinematographer's name, but the cinematographer asks, you know, uh, Billy Wilder what he wants for that scene. How does he want to do it? And he's like, "Oh, it's your standard monkey funeral shot." <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? Right, like this is like you know the most you know random thing that could ever happen in a film. Well, here we are. Just, uh, well, it was a while, 18 years later, and <laughs> it's a monkey funeral shot. <laughs> it's the second monkey funeral shot it in is. film history. Yeah, it is. Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. Wow. This movie is very well shot. Yeah. I mean, like. Absolutely. Uh, Patton, I love Patton, but I don't, I can't remember a lot of feats of, you know, cinematograph, cinematogra- cinem- cinematographic. Let's say. Sure. I gave you Exhibition or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, Ledger Domain. But uh, yeah, this lot of great use of um, of the frame and the, and the space. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I bet the location scout just had like a full on erection. Like he <laughs> he he found some great spots, yeah. you know, like it's yeah. just it looks wild and it looks like an alien planet. You know, it when does. I first get there. And this was all you know, we we're talking about the. Grand Canyon for Thelma and Louise. Yeah. This is filmed in Colorado Canyon. Oh, so, was it Colorado? Yeah. Okay. So um, um, both, you know, similar. Yes. Uh, and uh, kind of nearby each other. And yeah, I mean, that's just, that's all great. And so, okay, <clears throat> here's the thing. Yes. So in this film, Guy yeah. goes into the future. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew he was going into the future, but he goes farther than he wanted to go into the future. Yes. And finds out that Earth, on Earth, uh planet where apes evolved from man yeah that's where he is right yes you, you did it you blew it up in tim burton's remake oh um <clears throat> then later in the series um cornelius and um Z- zira zira um somehow time travel and they end up on in uh, the 70s uh right. okay <laughs> right sure. so it's like planet of the humans right sure 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 <clears throat> um in the tim burton film sorry spoilers in the tim burton film yeah uh, something similar happens. Mark Wahlberg um, thinks that he's, you know, they're on a space mission. They're coming back. Something goes wrong and something similar happens. Like they go through like a wormhole or something like that. He ends up on mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes. Right. right. Uh, and at the end of it, he jumps in his ship and he's going to like somehow time travel back to the past. Like he's going to do something. going to do that? I don't know. They have to. Once you hear time travel, you have to add time travel stuff. So he time okay. travels basically back to the past he lands on Earth in Washington. And he's like, 
thank God, you know, cars and, and buildings and streets and curbs. Uh, I, I did it. I'm back. He sees the Lincoln uh, Monument, Lincoln Memorial. Lincoln's a monkey. Okay. Which is like, what? <laughs> Why? How is does that even Lincoln work? A monkey. What? Yeah. But hold your criticism because okay. this story has never made sense. Yeah. In La Planète des Singes, uh, the f- original French story from 1963, yeah. it starts with, it's a frame story. It starts with a couple flying in a spaceship and they find like a message in a bottle, basically. And it tells the story of some humans in around the you know 26th century who uh, end up, uh, you know, on a planet uh, that is an actual different planet. I think the twist of it was Earth all along. That's the Rod Serling touch. Okay. So they're on another planet. They find another planet where apes evolve from man. And so they go through this whole thing. And then the people escape the apes planet, come back to Earth. And they're Uh like, we're back. We're on Earth. And they find that apes, they're met by like apes in Jeeps. And they're like, what? What's going on? Okay, and then so... the entire frame story ends with we find out the couple who found this bottle are an ape couple themselves in their spaceship, and they're like, "This is this is a ridiculous comic book. Everybody knows that humans can't talk." <laughs> so it's just like the whole thing is like a it's just a bunch of ridiculous layers that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so you can't. I, I used to hate Tim Burton for that, but now I realize that this thing is already screwed up beyond belief. Like you can okay. kind of do whatever you want yeah, with it. Right. Here's the biggest sin, though. Taking all that out of it, which is what all the new movies are, right? It's just yeah, about yeah, monkeys yeah. who get smart because of James Franco's virus. And now there's a war, a literal war between apes and humans on Earth. But there's no time travel in science fiction. Like, what? what's the point? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. It's, it's, um, it, they, they totally changed it, the, the way that the, the news stories are being told. I just said that. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. <laughs> How do you feel about it, though? Um, well, I know I like this one, so All I don't right. know. <laughs> and you are comfortable with being the new Eve, is that, is that uh, right? Or? No, oh, okay. no, I am right. not. Well, then I guess it's death in a sleep pod for you. Wow. Uh, okay, well, I think we went an hour, so that's, I think we did okay. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I guess you liked, <laughs> you must have liked it, you ate all of it. <laughs> oh, <whoa>. No tip. <laughs> You hate when servers do that. Yeah, yeah, I know. They're they're trying to be funny. But here it's terrible. Whoa. Such small portions. <laughs> so that's it uh, for this. Why do I say this week? Yeah, I know. It's just muscle memory. Um, yeah, it'll probably be a week before we come back though, because we've got a lot of this stuff to do. But we'll be watching uh, more movies as the uh, quarantine continues. Yes. So come back for more co-videos yes uh came up with it in five seconds not changing it (laughs) and that's it for us we're signing off and until next time it'll be next time yes